Thanks for taking the time to listen to this NHS Employers podcast. For all the latest NHS HR workforce information, visit www.nhsemployers.org. Hello, and welcome to this regular podcast series from NHS Employers. My name is Dean Royals, I'm Chief Executive of the NHS Employers Organisation, and I'm here today with Neil Dixon, the Chief Executive and Registrar of the General Medical Council, and we're talking about the National Training Survey 2013. This is a survey that takes place every year and covers all the medical students that we've got in postgraduate medical education in the UK. Hi Neil, thanks for coming across today. Can you just tell us why do you do this uh, uh, survey and what's important about it for you? Well, it's an opportunity for us to get a picture of how doctors in training view the education, the training and the supervision that they're getting that we're responsible for overseeing. Uh, so this is unique across the world. We survey every doctor in training. We have a fabulous response rate. It's, this year it's going to be 97.7%. I should say uh, one boasts about that, but it is compulsory <laughs> for doctors to undertake this survey. So that's obviously one of the reasons why we get such a high response. But that does mean, I think, that all of us need to take quite seriously what these doctors are saying. And we hope that for employers, as well as for us, it will provide a picture of some of the things that are happening within their own organisation that they can work on and improve. I mean, 50,000 or so junior doctors uh, responding to this is a really good uh, survey result for us. So what, what, what were the key findings from this year? Well, the first, the positive. Overall, we believe that the quality of postgraduate education, as seen through the eyes of these doctors is good and people are positive about it. So the overall score that they're giving is 80.8 out of 100. That's that's a pretty good score by any standards. It's slightly up on last year. We wouldn't expect to see vast changes. So it's up by a a very small amount, but that indicates things are moving in the right in the right direction. And so overall, we can say the doctors in training in the UK basically feel that they get a they get a good deal but there there are some areas where we think there could be improvements Uh, for example some doctors do talk about the lack and indeed the quality of feedback from senior doctors and again I hope employers will look at what's happening within their own trust and if that is an area where they could do some work working alongside their clinicians that would be good In some places, we get doctors who feel that the work patterns still leave them fatigued. I think to the outside world, that will seem strange because we have the working time directive and so forth. But you can have shift patterns that still leave people exhausted, even if the number of overall hours is is within within the directive. And we've seen the quality of handover from one... Uh, doctor to another has improved slightly though um, not by a a huge amount and again that's another area I think that would be worth looking at. Uh, That's great and uh, it seems to me that when I was looking at the uh, survey results that it is remarkable in some way that uh, year on year uh, we do get uh, improvements in these uh, surveys as you say they're sort of incremental and uh, you look at them wanting to see sort of greater step changes Uh, but I was quite taken uh, you know, given uh, during the course of last year we had all the will they won't they of the Health Act, we had uh, industrial action and strikes by doctors, we had uh, pension increases and pay freezes. So, um, it, remarkable in some ways that we've got these uh, uh, improvements, but still uh, more for employers uh, to do and more that they can learn from, particularly in terms of that uh, handover. So, what is it that, that you think that uh, sort of medical managers at local employer level? 
could really be doing to make a difference to their juniors? Well, first, on your initial point, I think it is true. We tend to talk at national level around certain issues, and certainly things like pensions obviously are a concern to uh, frontline clinicians. But it's also true that frontline work just goes on, and that includes providing education uh, and training for this important group of doctors. I guess the first message is this. You will be, if you are a medical manager or indeed any kind of manager, under increasing pressure, no matter which bit of the health service you're working on. The demographics are working one way, the funding is working one way, and that means that there will be more pressure. And I suppose our plea would be that education and training have got to be protected in this process. It's quite understandable that people want short-term fixes for their problems, but we've seen in the past that when you squeeze education and training, the results are not good further down the line. We have to recognise that these doctors provide an enormous amount of service value in terms of uh, frontline care that's given. After all, these are 50,000 doctors working in the frontline of the service, providing service day in, day out. But they're also being educated. They are also being trained. And it's very important that organisations take that responsibility very seriously. That responsibility means, first of all, listening to those doctors and training to what they're saying, partly through the survey, but also through direct engagement. Uh, it's also about valuing the trainers. It's also about ensuring that uh, senior doctors have the time, the training and the support to give good educational support to these frontline doctors. And again, of course, if you have service priorities, you may tend to think that this is a sort of second order, order matter. It isn't, it's absolutely central to you being an effective healthcare organisation. And it's a really important responsibility that we make these doctors as good as they can be. And importantly, actually, align their aspirations with that of your organisation. That's sometimes difficult because they're there for short periods of time and they're moving from one part of the organisation to another. But it's really important that these doctors do feel that they are part of the system. They're part of your solution to your problems, not part of the problem. And I'm sure that there's uh, loads in there that will uh, echo and resonate with, uh, with many HR directors, uh, particularly the importance of continuing to invest in education and training. I know when I uh, speak to them that they do feel uh, passionately about our uh, need to make sure that we uh, invest in our staff. And uh, also uh, the point that you're making about making junior doctors, like other staff, feel valued. If we want to give them, uh, want them to give off their best, uh, then making them feel valued in the workplace and part of the workplace is really uh, important. Uh, as you know, uh, one of the sorts of things that we're doing in terms of tricky issue around uh, support at night and weekends, we are getting into discussions with the, uh, the BMA about how we could make changes to the consultant contract and the junior uh, contract. But uh, it is right what you say, isn't it, that uh, there's things that people can be doing now in terms of the value they place on them and making sure that people are feeling uh, supported. H how can people find out their local... Uh, information. So if this is the, the sort of national survey, what, what is it that people can be doing to sort of get some uh, organisational detail for them? Okay, so from today we've published the key findings. You can find them at www.gmc-uk.org slash NTS, that's National Training Survey. We're also launching an online reporting tool that allows employers to explore 
their organization's results for each question so they can see how they're doing as it were on each of the questions and we've also produced for the first time a, a, a series of instructional videos which will help them navigate and make best use of the data obviously give us some feedback about how easy you you find all this but we hope there's a sort of mine of useful information at organizational level and that that will stimulate uh, people not just to analyze how they're doing in terms of education and training but also perhaps a wider conversation about what does this tell us about the services we're providing and how can we engage in with staff not just but certainly including doctors and in training um, about how we can develop and improve. That's a really key point, isn't it? Uh, I know from uh, working in HR that we can do the national staff survey and other surveys of staff for education and training, and people can see that there's useful information in its own right. But these are really crucial, aren't they, in terms of the service delivery that, uh, that we're giving. People can understand something about the care they're offering to the patients that they're giving through these uh, uh, surveys. And I noticed that there's a question in there about whether people have witnessed any concern. I think something like five or so percent of doctors uh, have witnessed some sort of concern. What, what do you do with that information? Well, that's right. So last year, for the first time, we asked this patient uh, safety question, and around 5% of doctors identified a concern. It's about the same this year. It's 5.2%. Uh, so every single one of these is looked at locally. So we work with the local education training board, with the deanery, and with local uh, providers. So we follow up every single one of them. Um, last year, we found about 75% of those were known about locally, which is good. Um, the fact that we identified 25% of others, I think, you know, is interesting in itself. We also feed back to the individual junior doctor. We make sure that they know we have we have followed these things up. Again. I really hope that employers don't regard this as anything other than helpful. This is meant to be helping organisations to be learning organisations. And uh, as somebody once said, you know, every complaint is a gift. So that, you know, if if it identifies things that you don't know about, that's that's great, and you can then investigate that fully. And we, we've been really encouraged by the support that we've uh, we've got for this. It's also important that we send out a signal, as do employers, that doctors and training have a duty to raise concerns and that when they do raise these concerns they will be acted upon and, and responded uh, appropriately even even if they prove not to be right if the original motivation was a good one and they were concerned about something that's absolutely fine that's great and it is uh, good to see isn't it that this is yet another mechanism through which we can check the concerns that uh, people have got so whilst it is reassuring that 75 percent of these concerns that are raised are known by the employer uh, given that we've got a sort of transient workforce that are coming through from organization to organization still more we can be doing at an organization level in terms of encouraging people to raise those concerns so we can do something about them on the spot and i'm sure that employers will definitely see this as a, a learning opportunity and a way of finding out more information so as we draw to a close neil is there any final point that you'd want to say before i give people the website addresses again where they can get some information from well just that i hope they find it useful and they tell us what they would find more useful and also that they do engage with the doctors and training around what the results are at local level i mean i don't think we underestimate the the challenge of managing uh, an itinerant population who are delivering a very fundamental uh, service for you uh, but that is the challenge and we've got to together work out better means of supporting these doctors making sure that their objectives and the organization's objectives are clearly aligned and that we support them in order to become an even better generation of doctors than we've got now 
And that's great. And thank you for joining us today. I hope you out there have all enjoyed the uh, podcast. This is one of our regular features. We're just trying to get information to you in more bite-sized ways. Neil has already given the website address where you can get your local uh, details from. And of course, we'll put it on the website, which is available at www.nhsemployers.org. Thanks very much.